Good morning, podcast listeners. This is your host, Spencer Taylor with Mill Creek Commercial with the uh, the Commercial Connection podcast. Great to have you with us. I am fighting a little bit of a cold today. Don't feel sorry for me. I think I'm on the tail end of it. But if my voice sounds a little off, that's why. Uh, we're really happy to have a guest join us, a friend. Uh, he's actually my insurance agent, but he's a super networker, uh, Lance Paulson. Lance, say hello. Hello, hello. Pleasure to be here. My name is Lance Paulson. And Spencer, did that cold happen uh, late, late Thursday night, last Thursday? <laughs> You're still recovering? Uh, for those of you who don't know what Lance is referring to, he's talking about the BYU football, Utah, University of Utah rivalry game. I did attend the game. We uh, left right before the rain started. Man, that that, that hurt bad. <laughs> I lost like, I, you know, Utah's won what, nine years in a row? Yeah, yeah. it's been a good nine years. And uh, they've been in the Pac-12 for nine years, if I'm not mistaken. Right. And BYU just can't seem to pull it together. Like, does Lance, does it have anything to do with the Pac-12? Well, does sure. it have more to do with just BYU cannot recruit? What, your hot take on that? <laughs> totally off topic, right? But probably some of both. Yeah, I'm sure they'll pull it around. They've got to. They have in the past. And uh, I'm obviously a Utah fan, so I hope they don't because they're a contender. They're always a tough team <laughs> to play. And you really never know who's going to win that game regardless of divisions or conferences rather and rankings so I was happy with the outcome but yeah. well last year so last year the game was in December maybe maybe yeah. not it was November it was cold and BYU was up like by a lot going going into the fourth quarter so we jetted out because it's like Utah can't you know I'm with my little boys uh-huh cold right it's like almost midnight this is done yeah like so we jump we jump we're getting on the train and the train drives by rice apple stadium and we just hear the the crowd just cheer so i pull it up on my phone and like by the time we get home like utah had won the game yeah (laughs) i was there as well i could have gone either way right i thought we were gonna lose yeah I yeah. else, but anyways, yeah. Anyway, so let's let's talk networking, Lance. Networking so critical for your business, so critical for anyone's business. Let's just dive in on a few things that you find interesting around networking. Maybe let's start with the how to do it, and then let's move on to how how to do it effectively. Love to pick your brain about that topic. Yeah. Wow. That's a that's a good question. And you're right. It is uh, the most important probably aspect of the marketing and sales piece of my business is effective networking. And I think I've spent 12 years learning how not to do it. And finally, I'm <laughs> on maybe some, some tips on, you know, how it's, how it works for us. But I have to maybe credit uh, BNI. So I've been a member of BNI for, gosh, it's been maybe 11, 12 years now. And they, I've really learned a lot, not only that organization and also the people, the great people that are in that organization. 
that, that demonstrate the values and how to effectively network. So, so for those that don't know what BNI is, what is BNI? Oh, thank you. Yeah, so BNI stands for Business and Networking International. It's one of the larger or largest structure networking groups in the world. So yeah. there's, I'm a member of a local chapter that meets in Sandy on Thursday mornings. There's several chapters in the state of Utah. And I'm in that chapter too. And basically we all go around the room and say what our needs are basically. And then it gives an opportunity to connect people in our sphere of influence with people in the chapter. And it just, it's a networking tool. Absolutely. Yeah. So I mean, it really starts there. That's a great networking tool for anyone that is self-employed or wants to grow a business. BNI is a phenomenal way to do it. What they teach in there, though, is replicatable outside of BNI or applicable outside of BNI. Mm -hmm. I think uh, what, what's really helped me over the years is just the mentality shift. That was before maybe the first couple years at BNI, very um, hunter-oriented, where I would expect to get referrals. And I know that's not the right mentality to have. BNI shifted that thinking in more of a farmer mentality and say, I need to maybe give first, I need to plant seeds, I need to build credibility and visibility before I can earn the opportunity to serve other people's referrals. That shift uh, was a, definitely a difference maker uh, in, in doing that. So how, how, can I, how can I give, how can I compliment, what, what can I do for someone else? And there's a law of reciprocity that we're probably all familiar with where it's that natural human tendency. If someone gives me something, I want to give them something. Right. And, and knowing that, that's what's helped in that as I'm giving someone else something, whether it's immediate referral or maybe a piece of advice or a book they can read, or I can connect them to someone else that they're going to be connected with. If and when I can accomplish that for them, I know I'm the likelihood of me working with them or earning their business or earning their referral relationship is, is much higher. So re recently I've, I've been, I've been just asking people like, you know, we go to the pool or we go to wherever and I'm, you know, you, we're always meeting people. That's like, you're always meeting new people. And I, I've, I've started asking business owners, well, okay, well, who's a good referral for you? Maybe I know someone. And what I've noticed is like tension diffuses. They stop talking about how rich they are or how wealthy they are or how good they are at doing their business, right? And it really breaks down, I think, a barrier when, when you ask people, well, okay, well, how can I help you grow your business? What kind of referral do you want? Have you found that have you found the same thing to be to be true? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So I, I help people with insurance. And I think on the scale of respect for salespeople, we're probably on the lowest, maybe just above <laughs> door to door. Nothing wrong. I, I admire your tenacity, those that go door to door, but where I'm, I'm about the same. So yeah. if I start talking about my business right away, it's definitely a turn off and it, not much is going to happen. But if I can uh, ask them, it, just getting them talking about their business and, and what, what they need and have the connections they're looking for, um, what their plans are, that, that, that's a great way. The, the, the barriers, a stronger relationship is able to get started faster and business can happen if it's going to happen. And it's not just business. It's like, oh, I need a guy who, to mow my lawn. I need a guy to build a retaining wall. I need, 
man, do you know a good yeah. mechanic? Like my, my kid's car is always bugging out, right? It's, it's more than just business. It's like quality, quality of life type of referrals too. You, you know what's great about that, Spencer, that you mentioned? So let's say they need someone like that to build a retaining wall. Right. Well, if I can connect them to someone that can build a great retaining wall, not only does it help that person I'm talking to right now, but now I'm starting a relationship with that person that's building a retaining wall. Yeah. So that is, it's, it, it, I'm helping two people out and potentially starting two new relationships so that can maybe someday benefit me. So it's about, so your, so if I'm reading between the lines here, your suggestion is to people who really want to become good at networking is find a way to bring value to someone's life, asterisks, that value may not come from the services you provide. Correct, yeah. It's just all about bringing value. It's all about helping. It may not be being their customer, right? right. Or maybe finding their next customer. It, it could absolutely be that. But it could just be someone that can refer them business or a need they just are struggling with right now in or outside of business and work. That now I've provided value. I'm more than just an insurance agent. You're a resource. Right. You're a resource. Right. Okay, so you you brought up you brought up the topic of hunter versus gather hunter not hunter gatherer hunter versus farming. Right, right. So when you say that, what is hunting and what is farming? I think uh, in in my humble definition of hunting is uh, maybe going out and and, and asking for the referral or mm -hmm. trying to get business and and doing it passionately and, and the right way, so on and so forth. And I think farming is what we have just been talking about is meeting with that same person, but changing the, the mentality of yeah. asking them what they are doing and why they're doing that and what they need help with and what are good introductions for them um, versus again, hunting. Hey, you are in real estate, for example. Yeah. How can I work with your, your customers? Yeah, I would, I would consider that approach hunting where if I approach them, hey, you're in real estate, what, why are you in real estate? What customers are you trying to get introduced to? What are good connections for you? What are you struggling with? I, I would maybe consider that more of a farming approach. So, to, so it, one may be hunting may be like short-term interests. Farming is more long-term, long-tail, long-term relationship for the long haul. Right. It's, it's going to be a little more effort up front, right? It's going to yeah. take a little more time and yeah. more thoughts. Um, but the product of that is will last longer. So any good stories of, of where farming has ended up working for you where, you know, 10 years, you know, 10 years ago, you did this and that happened. And then now they're calling you for <laughs> business. I mean, that may be an extreme, but no, no, it's what, 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 do you have any sort of testimonials that farming has has really paid off in large dividends for you and in, in your business? A couple, but I think one comes to mind, and I, I chuckle a little bit because I was a hunter in the respect of what I just mentioned until I um, learned to have a different approach. So the to, to answer the question, we've all probably heard of the term lunch and learn or breakfast and learn. Mm -hmm. Along those lines, but I 
started doing something like that. It was for my, one of my target audiences um, for a reciprocal referral relationship is mortgage professionals. Obviously, they're helping homeowners uh, with American Dream of financing their house. Part of that transaction is insurance. That's where we step in if, if we can have the pleasure of doing that. So we started providing educational courses over lunch that some things that are good for them to know, not only if they are a homeowner or a future homeowner themselves, they'll want to know as such. But the uh, information they can pass along to their clients so they look more credible as a lender. They can give more value as a lender. So we started doing that in some kind of a lunch setting and a breakfast setting. And gosh, Spencer, after we started doing that, the amount of referrals we received from the lender segment exponentially increased. Mm -hmm. Why is that? I think we were providing value. We were a resource. We were giving. Yeah. Uh, there wasn't any any expectation in some, uh, there wasn't any, uh, any qualification. They didn't have to pay money to be there. They didn't have to start doing business with us first to be there. We invited them, we provided food, yeah. uh, information, and I think they impacted themselves in their business in a way to where we were now build credibility. We were seen as a, a resource for them and their customers. You know, it's, it's a totally different way to, to look at life. I mean, I remember like when, <laughs> you know, maybe you're right out of college, you're working, you're hustling. Like the last thing on my mind was, let me create a relationship that's going to pay dividends for five years. It was like, I need the need today. Like <laughs> I need to close a deal today. Right. Right. If I don't close a deal today, I do not eat next week. Uh-huh. And so for, for people who are new to networking, what would you say to that, like the immediate need versus the long-term need? What counsel would you give on that on that approach? Gosh, it's a good point. And you know, I've been part of sales conferences and sales coaching and training. And a lot of that is geared to how to close the deal now, right? How to overcome 23 objections. Yeah. Finally, you lock the door before, you know, so they can't leave and you get a yes. And I, obviously, if, if that is a need to do business now, you have to find a way to do that. And, yeah. um, but I think for long-term, you, know, you, you may invest part of your time in hunting per se. Mm-hmm. You have to allocate some of the time for farming. And that may start just 10% because 90% of something you, need, you have a need now. But as you build up maybe a cushion or a clientele base, you can start diverting 90% hunting and 10% farming. You can start yeah. diverting maybe 20, 30, 40, 50% farming relationship building activities. Right. That is what's going to build the pipeline consistently without having to do as much higher pressure or uh, ag- ag- aggressive hunting. Yeah. Good. Good. Well, okay. So what other aspects of uh, networking do you find interesting? I, so I feel like oftentimes I'll see you at different venues that I show up. A lot of it has to has to do with real estate like uh, you know like I make a bet with myself when I go to these am I going to see Lance and then you're there like you're 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 there you're networking um what give give some perspective on on you know does it you know maybe the work ethic around it how easy it is uh a lot of people may not find it to be a simple process. 
what are your thoughts on, okay, well, ha, what's the, maybe the, the first things you should do to get started when, when you want to start networking? Cool. Good. Good question. So the things to do to get started uh, with networking successfully, join a BNI group. Uh, if you can, there's many, many around that will immediately get you involved with uh, many like-minded business professionals. It'll teach you how to network, how to do one-to-ones, which is meeting with another business professional for 20, 30 minutes to learn more about what we've talked about here, their business, how you can help them, and then they reciprocate typically. It'll give you that environment uh, to, to do that, very safe environment and learning and give you good tools. And I also, a book I really liked that helped me uh, was The Ultimate Sales Machine by Chet Holmes. It's a phenomenal book. It's incredible. Uh, that was a good resource to effectively network as well. Uh, that's what kind of gave me the idea with education, learning, lunch and learn, so to speak. Uh, and again, the title on that is the, what was it again? The Ultimate Sales Machine. Okay, good. By Chet Holmes. Okay. So it doesn't take a lot of money. It doesn't take a lot of, I'm not the smartest guy around, but it doesn't take a lot of intelligence to figure it out. I think it just takes the willingness to learn, um, to, to apply, and then probably the biggest thing is apply what you learn, right? And, and, and to keep doing it. You're, you're gonna learn very quickly what doesn't work and what does, and you just keep doing more of what does. Sometimes, uh, Spencer said he goes to these after hours meetings and I have the pleasure of seeing him there and it's always good to see Spencer there. But those are after hours. So sometimes there is a, sac- a time sacrifice yeah. uh, to be in front of the audience you wanna be in front of. I just kind of know that too. There is a work ethic involved and the sacrifice involved there. So let's talk, let's talk your goals for the next. So there's like 120 days left in the year, uh-huh. right? Yeah. What, what are your networking goals between now and December 31st? What, uh, give, give us a little bit of perspective. Give us a little bit of vision. What, what, uh, what are you going to be doing in these next through the, through the rest of the year to set yourself up for 2020. Yeah, yeah. All right, so um, each year we go through a business planning session for the next year. So the last uh, three, four months of this year, I've um, marked, it, it's in my business plan to grow our, we call them COIs or centers of influence. Mm-hmm. Probably somewhat of a, another acronym, but we uh, opened a couple years ago, a office in Utah County. Mm-hmm. I've been in Salt Lake County since 07. We've been in Utah County since late 16. And obviously with that time difference, we're not as established in Utah County. Yes, we are in Salt yeah. Lake County with our centers of influence targets. Mainly those are those involved in the real estate transaction from agents through mortgage professionals. So part of my business plan is to do what we've been talking about. Some There will be some hunting, but mostly farming to centers and professionals in Utah County, around American Fork, Pleasant Grove, Lehigh. My office is in American Fork. So we'll be doing some lunch and learns, breakfast and learns, going to meetings, providing information, value, promotional items, just trying to be visible, build credibility, and hopefully earning the opportunity to work with them and their clients in the future. Do you ever sit down and plan okay, what is my networking, what, what, do I, what, do I, what do I want my networking to look like in the next 30 days? So my thought was, okay, well, you have the action items you want you, you, that you're going to do over the next couple of months, mm-hmm. but do you ever sit down and think, okay, who do I need to meet? 
right? Who do I need to bring value to? What types of people? Um, any thought on that before you go into these lunch and learns as you're planning them, right? So who is your target audience? Uh, how do you approach? How do you approach it that way? Yeah, it's going to be more of a, some. If I understand the question correctly, do I identify maybe targets of who I sure. want to connect with, yeah. maybe with a certain business name, and even maybe an individual in that business? Yeah. That yeah. Be, yeah. Yeah. So it's going to be more of the mortgage, the larger mortgage organizations in Utah County. Yeah. Uh, so I, we've identified two of those right now. One is a bigger player, First Colony Mortgage, mm -hmm. doing a phenomenal job growing their business in Utah County. They're a big player out there. I've visited those offices and I'm now learning who I need to talk to at those offices to be able to hopefully go on site and attend one of their meetings. So that's one example. We've got one other that we're working with, infiltrating potentially to identify people. <laughs> So it just takes a little bit of planning, right? It just takes a little bit of work, yeah, a little bit of strategy. Right, right, right. In other words, so we've, we've done events and we've sponsored events and we walk away thinking there wasn't a single person that we could help like at all. Like that, that was not the right demographic for us. Okay. Okay. You know, sure, sure. but before before we engage in networking activities just take a few minutes okay like okay i'm going to a meeting it's going to be industry professionals who do i want to meet and if i don't know the name what types of people do i want to meet right and just that little bit of planning i think could could give so much more focus to why you're to why you're there in you know everyone has an annual conference there's annual conferences for 1031 exchanges we're, we're going to a 1031 exchange accommodators conference next week like that's it there's like 300 1031 exchange accommodators in the world and they all come to this conference and yes it's small but there's a conference for every type of business every industry and approach those with okay who do i need to network who do i need to who do i need to know right and that little planning can provide huge, huge amounts of focus. Absolutely. You're having a plan going into it. Right. You know, different categories or industries rather. And if you have an individual that you want to connect with, what a great opportunity to do so. You're at the same place at the same time. Yeah. Belly to belly. Um, and so maybe, maybe networking starts with a question like, how can I work with these types of professionals? How can I work with an accountant? And then just my, my thought, my perspective is, okay, do they fit into how they bring me value? Yes. Okay. Okay. How can I bring them value? Because it's easier to show up and say, gosh, I can bring you value. And then the tables are turned and then they, then they want to bring you value like you mentioned. And so a little bit of thought, a little bit of planning. Good. So, any other any other nuggets, Lance, you'd like to share with us before we wrap up? Uh, I think we've we've discussed some. So I would say we've we talked about these before. I think or during this this um, podcast is the mentality changes. What helped me was going from hunting to farming or, or focusing on that, and ultimately living up to the philosophy of givers gain. Yeah. The more I can give, hopefully, the more I will receive 
at the same time. With that in mind, that's it, it's been a tremendous change in, in our marketing and networking relationships. Yeah. Lance, if someone wants to reach out to you, what's a good way they can contact you? Yeah, you bet. So my uh, my website is Lance Paulson, L-A-N-C-E-P-A-U-L-S-O-N.com. Or our number is 801-878-6300. We're here to help. Lance, thanks for being a guest on the, on the show. Thanks for having me. And rich content, man. Rich content. I think, you know, anyone, doesn't matter where you are, could use this for, for their benefit. So appreciate your insights. Absolutely. Uh, thanks, Lance. You bet. We'll see you. Thanks. We'll, we'll see you. Thanks.